lot of meat sucking my teeth. I got a Do lot you need of meat. A toothpick? <laughs> I'll get you a toothpick. No, I'll get it out eventually. You'll just hear me the whole podcast. <laughs> yeah, especially on a T-bone when you're getting the rest off. It's like, you know, you're digging deep. You're you're munching. You're chomping. I only go so far on a T-bone. If I can't cut it off, I don't want it. If the, there's meat. And I'm, if it's like... If it's like a, a veiny piece, I'm like, nah, I, I'd rather leave that on The there. bone in mine was really small, so I could get a lot of it. Yeah, you, you got a small bone? Put the whole yeah. thing in your mouth small and bone. slurp it off. It's like, I, it was I like got, a spaghetti. I got, the, uh, I got the least gay T-bone on the three of us. <laughs> it looked like a lot. It looked like a spaghetti bone. Yeah. It was flopping around. You put it in your mouth. You sucked it dry. Yeah, exactly. Um, Usually, it gets hard, though, before you suck it dry. And then you get the meat off. Yeah. Yeah, it gets yeah. That's my that's the my bone works. was my bone was very big. It was big. The no, I got was the well biggest. Endowed. I got the biggest bone in the in the room here. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it was, was well endowed. Very tasty. It was very good. Um, oh, that's a lot. I I haven't eaten that much in a day for a long time. I forgot, <laughs> to, I forgot to take my pills. I skipped lunch knowing that it'd probably be a heavy meal. I mean, this was this was a heavy meal. Yeah. Um, as Brandon goes to get his pills, Sorry, I'll forget. no, it's all right. It's all right. I wanted to talk about something that's changed my life recently. Ooh, I love life changing things. So, you know, those loofahs that are on like, like a hand the sponge, the glove, well, not the glove, but they're like a pad yeah, yeah, that you yeah. slip your hand in behind. Yeah. Dude, that's been incredible. Mm, that's nice. been so nice. Because I don't like washcloths. They're too floppy. You know, hand washing just feels like it's not it's not working. You're not doing it. Then. Yeah. A loofah, it breaks apart a little too quick. It's kind of awkward to kind of like grab a clump of it. You mean like the like the classic one, like the yeah, colored the puff, loofahs? The puffball loofahs. The yeah. shower yeah. flowers. The shower flowers. I love my shower flowers. Those, I don't know. Those have been like, they're just, it's weird because you got to... Cause how are you grabbing it? You know, you just grab the little center with like your pinky. I mean, mm-hmm. you're you just cl- yeah. It just feels like it's not a right. It's not the proper hand hold, handful, you know. So I've I've got the thing where it's like a pad with the loofah on one side and like a soft side on the other, and you uh-huh. slip your hand like a glove on the other side, and then you just got a loofah that you just rub all over, and that's been amazing. I gotta say, nice. It's been you, very nice. You finally found something you could scrub your ass with. Absolutely. Clean. <laughs> have you have you ever tried like the plant loofah, like those really like hard, like the yellowish, uh, no, type I plant thing? Um, I thought they were in the ocean. Is that what SpongeBob uses? No, is that what the doctor uses on Patrick when he has the suds? Yes. No, he uh, uses a cactus on Patrick. Oh, he does use a cactus. Is a loofah loofa from the ocean or is it from oh, a plant? Uh, it's a it's from a plant because I know oh, it's from a plant. I've seen that like it gets opened up for and you take the seeds out for you know to keep growing it. But I know you can find them here. But my parents bring them from Guatemala, and that's what you use over there. But it's just like a loofah from a plant, and it's like it's not the most comfortable to hold like this it has like that grip issue there's, there's no nature but it's, it's nice and rough and so okay. you can get a lot of like you're really scrubbing with that but when i was a kid my mom got me like those the, the glove ones where it's uh-huh. just like really rough gloves and i'd like walk out of the shower with my whole body like red from how hard <laughs> i was just i was just scrubbing with it <laughs> So that probably didn't do good for you my skin. You know why she got those for you? Is it for both hands? 
Uh, no, it's just one hand. Oh, your right one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could use it on all, both hands. You can use it on both hands. came out red She got a C. She knew well, right away I'll if you were you, playing with your willy or I'll not. I'll tell you what. At that age, in the shower, I didn't need a hand. <laughs> um, this is dinner with a movie. I'm one of your hosts, Blake. And as always, I'm joined by Brandon, and we're joined by Jose. And this week, we're talking about hell or high water. No loofahs uh, in this movie, as far as I remember, unless it's somewhere. No. Um, no and no. we ate. You don't see him take a shower at any time. We ate everything that. Stinky boys. T Bone. Yeah, they're very stinky. Tiff was wondering why they weren't changing their clothes between certain scenes. Um, so she was noticing the stink, the the especially stinky clothes. Um, but we ate T-bone steaks, green beans. Why am I blanking? Corn on the cob, baked potato, baked potato. That's my That's sign language baked for baked potato. That's more like a loaf of bread. I would get that. Um, and then an iced tea, baked potato, <laughs> an iced tea. That's everything that the waitress um, says they have to have. Well, they don't have to have the corn and the green beans, which they don't have the green beans. But we had it all, a traditional Texas uh, diner meal. In the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was good. Brandon, you made everything. The it T-bone steak fantastic. especially was incredible. This was a five-star meal. Five-star I'm good. I'm glad it turned out good. It turned out well. The baked potatoes, great. 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I even ate a woo itty bitty baked potato. And you liked it? Yeah, I did. That's awesome. That's the first potato I've had in since May. <laughs> Do you knew were you before May, were you normally a baked potato boy? Uh I like I like I like my carbs. You're a I hot love, potato boy. I love potatoes any way you make them. I love rice. I love bread. I love tortillas. I love anything with carbs in it. And now I only eat about 10, 15 grams of carbs a day. Well, since <laughs> since you saved yourself for this baked potato, how how did it feel? It was fucking good. That's awesome. Carbs are good. Even for us it was very incredible. So I can't imagine, you know, having that pop your cherry after so long, you know. Yeah. Pop your baked now, potato. Now cherry. I got to walk for 2 hours tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh this was my choice for a movie. Yeah, uh, I chose uh, Hell or High Water. I also chose Wind River. Um, I saw these two, you know, when they first came out, and uh, Hell or High Water stuck with me, just like Wind River stuck with me. Um, I just like at the time, I really liked just uh, Taylor Sheridan's like writing, at least, and then I liked his directing with Wind River. This one uh, stuck with me a little bit more, I think, just from the tone of it. It's very similar to Wind River. There's a lot of similarities. The music's really similar. The the, the the tone the um a lot of the topics there's heavy like Native American representation in both of them, um but there's something about mm. this one. Um, there's one guy. There's there. There's Gil Birmingham. No, and then they they talk about the Comanches. There's a they're at a casino. They're yeah. But... I feel like it's not re- relevant to the plot in this one. I'm certainly not claiming that this is as representative as Wind River, but yeah. it's a topic that he wants to talk about a lot. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and, and yeah. You can't deny that he wants to talk about Native but Americans when, in this when, movie. Wind River is kind of different because it is the main focus and it is the main um, I, theme of the film 
is yeah i i think here it doesn't feel like representation because it feels like they cast a native american person so he could spend the whole movie making jokes about it exactly (laughs) thank you so so that's why it doesn't feel like it representation because it looks like he wrote the jokes about a native american partner and then cast for that yeah and then there was the whole like comanche side of it where where tanner is like he he and this last line is i'm I'm uh like uh something of the plains what did you say king Uh, of the plains king King of of the plains yeah Yeah. he's like claiming he's a comanche it's very weird it's very weird um but when i say representation i'm not i'm not saying like you know quality representation right he wants to talk about it and uh he wants to talk about a lot in yellowstone and this just seems like a topic that he's that he seems to feel like he has a lot to say. He he just never grew up from playing cowboys and Indians. Seems like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think in terms of watching it again and watching Wind River again, I have a much higher opinion of this one on my second watch than I did Wind River. Um, like I walked away from Wind River, and you know, it, if if I was mad about that movie <laughs> for very a, a few things, and I was kind of, um, uh venting about it when we were talking about it this one i didn't have anything like that there's some things that i don't like as much as when i first watched it but i think it it's it it lived up to it a lot more than wind river for me mm-hmm. um but yeah brandon what about your experience with uh texas i <laughs> texas uh, uh i i don't want to talk much about texas my dad lives on the border between <laughs> texas and oklahoma he lives on the oklahoma side so but He's, I texted him today about Texas, about um, real estate in Texas today and asked him some questions, Texas and Oklahoma, because there's, there's a lot of pump jacks um, or there were, there used to be a lot of pump jacks around where he, his house is. And I want to ask him about um, rights, but um, <clears throat> first time I watched this movie was last week. Um, I watched it again. I've watched it twice. Um, I was interested in so much of it uh, uh, that I printed out the the uh, script that I have for it. And I read that as well. So, yeah. And you, and you wanted to read it. Did you want to read the script because you liked this movie so much or you're interested in his writing? I, I was interested in how he wrote. And and this movie was nominated for an Academy Award for his writing. Um, I don't think writing, but I'll confirm that really quick while you finish. I thought it was. <laughs> um, I just wanted to to see, um, like where he goes with his writing. Oh, that's the that's the hot water heater. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> it's it's like an old church. <laughs> um. I wanted to see how he wrote and how he wrote like the bank robberies and stuff, how, how simple or how involved he was in writing those things. And yeah, I learned, I learned some things about his writing that, um, I was, I was taught not to do, Mm -hmm. um, like showing emotions or writing down emotions or writing down inner thoughts. You want those things in your writing without dictating what they are. Because you're not God, it's it's a script for other people to be people. Yeah. So, um, I think and I and that. I still kind of stand by that um, theory of writing, but I see it in a lot of scripts. 
Yeah. Um, and I also wanted to see how um, his original script diverged from the film. So I that's a, that's an original script. There's some things in there that aren't in the film. Mm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's really interesting to to read it. I don't think I've like because I've read a few scripts of movies that I really liked like around film school time. You have to be careful to read them because well, some of them are just someone writing, watching yeah, the yeah, film yeah. and writing them out, mm-hmm. as opposed to something that the the screenwriter actually wrote. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the ones I've read, I, I read like Green Room um, at the time uh, and, and, and scripts kind of around that time. Uh, I don't think I've ever read one that would like get an A in a UNLV script writing class because <laughs> they, they break so many rules like every time. Yeah, they time. break a lot of rules. Yeah. And it's okay to break the rules as long as you know them and as long as it's for a purpose. Yeah. And a lot of them are director screenwriters. Like they're writing yeah. something they know so they're, they're going to direct. Yeah. Or they're writing someone they know they know it's going to be directed by someone they know things like that. Or they have creative control over them. Yeah. They're, they're writing as a professional writer and not as a break breakout writer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Jose? Uh, that's on Texas. On Texas. Um, that one episode of SpongeBob. Uh huh. Where they just call Texas stupid. <laughs> yeah. That's, those are my thoughts on Texas. <laughs> um, on this movie though. <laughs> um, I'd never seen it. I'd heard of it. I think I. This was nominated the same year La La Land was, so I like I knew about it, and it was in like the award, like you know the Academy, the Oscar conversations, and all of that. But I never really had too much of an interest in watching it. It didn't really appeal to me. Um, I was he- I was hesitant because of Wind River watching this. I yeah. wish I would have watched this instead of La La Land. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, uh, Brandon. We'll watch it one day. I kind of forget your final review on Wind River. I forgot it too. Yeah, but um, I still like why you're hesitant. I just... This movie, I think I like it less than Wind River. Okay. Really? I think I do. And may- maybe it was just the... Maybe just when I was watching the movie or something, I don't think it should have been should have received any of the nominations that it did. Okay. I don't think they're warranted. Jose's coming out hot. Um, yeah. I, I, my quick review to Kai yesterday before we get into it was: this movie is fine, but it's not surprising or amazing. It's just fine. Okay. That okay. that was my quick review to Kai. Um, huh. but we'll we'll get into it. Yeah. Um, got a log line for us, Brandon? Sure. A poor Texan enlists the help of his brother to rob banks in order to buy back the family farm and ensure his kids are taken care of for the rest of their lives. Hmm. A tale as old as time, a criminal doing something for a perceived good for themselves. Yeah. This is one of those movies that I was talking about where the, the heroes... Like one of them is unlikable, um, but you're still rooting for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this does that very well, I think. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Um, we got some fun, fun facts. facts for us. Uh, I do. Let's see. Uh, Hell or High Water came out in 2016. It was directed by David McKenzie. Who has also directed 
Um, not a lot. Outlaw King, which was, I think that was that show we were talking about that Taylor Sheridan also writes. Uh, let's see. Start Up, You Instead, Perfect Sense. He's worked on television. Nothing that I recognize. Homemade. Yeah, I don't really recognize a lot from this director. And as we've mentioned, the writer was Taylor Sheridan, who also wrote Wind River, Sicario, uh, Yellowstone, all those TV shows, 1883, Tulsa King, Mary of Kingstown. Uh, Yeah, and the runtime is an hour and 42 minutes. Mm -hmm. Nice and concise. Yeah, yeah. I think think, um, this script is really nicely paced and like tight there's some scenes where i get a little maybe a little bit bored just because i've seen them so many times yeah but um i think it 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 doesn't waste time i think it does some every scene has a very good purpose and it doesn't overstay its welcome at least from what i've what i felt when i watched it and it feels it feels like it goes by pretty quickly yeah mm, i agree um the cinematographer is uh giles nutkins um Recently did Enola Holmes 1 and 2. That doesn't sound like a real name. <laughs> yeah, not, Giles, nut, Nutgens, Nutgens, Nuttins. It sounds like the name of a chipmunk. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Alvin, Theodore, and Giles. <laughs> um, uh, he also did in the past like the TV movies, which I didn't know existed, The Adventures of Young Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah I, I, I've, heard those it, were I've heard it yeah. sounded like an high regard for indiana jones fans really <laughs> yeah oh okay uh like he did those um other movies i haven't heard of are Hollem foe and the deep end that he's known for but i haven't heard of either of them mm-hmm. uh and yeah i think this is shot very well i really like how it's how it looks mm-hmm. uh, yeah. some really good landscape like uh that that texas that tes- texas flat landscape looks pretty it is well shot mm. Um, I didn't mention it, but but Brandon, you were right. It, it was nominated for Best Original Screenplay. Also nominated for Best Picture, Best Supporting Actor for Jeff Bridges, and for Best Film Editing. I have a problem with the Jeff Bridges. I have a best problem. Supporting actor. Of the four, that the one that bothers me is editing. I didn't notice editing. Um, I never. I, I didn't notice like it being good or being bad or. Um, there were small things that were distracting to me. But yeah, we we can talk about it more. We'll um, get right into I think it Ben Foster should have been nominated. Yeah, I liked his. I loved his performance in this more than I like Jeff Bridges' performance. I, I like Jeff Bridges, but. He's the same old, same old fucking person. Yeah, in this. he's just great. Yeah. Yeah. Which one's Ben Foster? Tanner. Tanner. Tanner yeah, yeah, yeah. He's amazing. He is he's fucking so amazing. Good. Yeah. So to give, to give a nod to Jeff Bridges, whenever Ben Foster's in the movie, is just doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. It's one of those where it's like it's Jeff Bridges. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like Glenn Close, you always give her a nom. It's nominated for Best Picture, so we should throw in a supporting actor. Yeah, oh, we got to have Jeff some Bridges kind of there. actor in there. Yeah, yeah. Well, we can't give it to Chris Pine. And his know. beautiful eyes. Yeah, and his pretty eyes. <laughs> Chris you Pine. Know it's, you know it's Chris Pine, even if there's a <laughs> fucking ski yeah. mask on him. <laughs> Chris Pine looks too, too Chris Pine to... to he is makes me believe he's from Texas. He is he one of yeah. a kind. <laughs> he does he he just looks like a leading man. Yeah. And I just look at him like this man does not look 
Like he's had a rough life uh-huh. in Texas. But he's like, I've been poor like yeah. my whole life. It's like, you look beautiful, my guy. <laughs> he does look awfully skinny though. Yes. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He's got those like. He obviously lost weight for this. Yeah. Or he was skinny. He does yeah. look sad the whole movie. So maybe that's the poor part of him. He gets that right. He was raised, he was raised without money. So that, but he was still pretty, but he was sad about it. He was pretty sad. Yeah, he was pretty sad. <laughs> That's pretty sad. <laughs> okay, we can move on to my character corner. Um, not right. too many. Not too many characters. No, there's not yeah. too many. Um, Toby and Tanner Howard are our leads. Mm-hmm. Um, Marcus. Think musical. Marcus Katz. Um, <laughs> think Marcus the Greatest Showman. Think more uh, musical theater. Marcus Katz. More modern. <laughs> My favorite. Jesus Christ Superstar? No. My, Brandon's m- least favorite. Yeah. I'm being sarcastic. Your least favorite modern musical? My least favorite. My least favorite modern day musical writer oh lin-manuel miranda so is it it's marcus miranda you better not <laughs> you better not say marcus Encanto. marcus manuel no marcus no Lin. no not his name the musical marcus, a musical that marcus he did. moana the most popular oh, marcus hamilton <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker man um, and then uh, Alberto, <laughs> Alberto, I don't know his last name. Is it like Parker or something? Yeah. The Parker? Yeah. Alberto Parker? Okay. Marcus Hamilton, uh, Toby and Tanner um, Howard, mm-hmm. and, and Alberto them. Parker. Yeah. Uh, I, and I think Elsie <clears throat> is the wife's <clears throat> name or something. No, that's wow. a cow. Where did I see Elsie? That's like the only other name actor didn't see I saw Elsie. on the IMDb. You didn't see Elsie. I didn't see Elsie. Not unless it's the name of an actress. <laughs> and in which case, why would you name your child Elsie? That's the name of a fucking cow. I is I there, know. Is, is there a famous cow named Elsie? Uh-huh. Uh, you're very rude to Elsie's. I'm going to Google Elsie right now. If the first picture is a cow, you have to take back what you said about Brandon. E L S. I.e. the cow. Elsie. Uh, Instagram account. Let's see if it's a cow. Oh. Uh, no, this is a woman. Does she look like a cow? All on the same test. And I'm going to go to images. No, sh- looks she like she cow? has an OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> Are you subscribed? No, no. No, not yet. Maybe I spelled it wrong. There's no cows. The name Elsie means pledged to God. Are you saying all cows are pledged, are pledged to, God? to God? Yes. Okay. Yes, I'm a Hindu. Okay. What other uh, n- names do we have? <laughs> uh, the wife's name. I don't know the wife's name. Elsie would have been my guess because that's the only other name I saw on IMDb. Um, in an old film, she did Dallas. She did Dallas? Oh, God. You guys don't know old porn films. <laughs> You bring up, yeah. you always get so like. Normally, Brandon, oh, I get like, I'd say 75% of what you reference. You always get so weirded out when you come up with some random reference that I'm supposed to know from a movie I haven't because seen I do 50 it on years purpose. ago. <laughs> you, you really dug deep for that one. Okay, what, what's, the, what's the reference? There's a, there's a movie called Debbie Does Dallas. Debbie. Um, oh, Debbie. Uh, 
there's yeah there's debbie a does porn movie called debbie does dallas where she's a De- she's a dallas cowboy cheerleader and she does the football team was this a personal favorite uh no but it was popular whenever <laughs> i was young <laughs> yeah okay uh any other names the sons you remember the sons oh names? no way uh timmy and tommy those are the most Timmy Tommy characters. Yep. I think the older son is probably Binky. No. I think the older son is probably um I was married the, to the older someone son with this is... name Michael. Hold on. What Isn't would... the older son Randy? What would or is the younger son Randy, Randy is the younger son. Randy's the young Oh yeah, oh. Randy eleven. I read the last page of the script. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I asked Blake what it meant to have something in all caps. But now I know. Oh, you want it? Oh, oh! I, in the in, in the script, yeah, it said yeah. Randy, all caps, and then eleven. Okay, since there's alliteration with the with with Toby and Tanner, there has to be alliteration with the sons. So we have Randy and we have Ricky. There's not. Damn. What's the son's name? Justin. Justin. Okay. It's the oldest son. Okay. Any other names? In the script, she has two other kids too. She has a baby. Oh my oh, god! Wow. Not his. That aren't that aren't his. Smart, yeah. smart to yeah. cut that out. Um, I think so too. Yeah, yeah. I would have liked her to have yeah. another baby. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Why no. would you have another kid when the when there's Randy two- isn't even in the fucking movie? Yeah, there's two other kids, <laughs> yeah. and the 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 baby's there, but the other one doesn't isn't anywhere either. So why yeah. even have it? Yeah, yeah. It's it's weird. It's more like um her being with another man. Um, I don't know. And it's it one of those omniscient things where it the kid isn't even around. You're just finding out because it's part of the fucking story he's writing, but yeah. you never see the kid or anything. So it, that's that's kind of like <laughs> that's kind of a trap you get into. That's that's the main difference between screenwriting and novel writing. Like novel, you can be God and you can say what's in people's minds and you can say, oh, and this person has four kids, but you're only going to be introduced to three of them. Was it like in a screenplay, if it's not on the screen, it doesn't exist? Yeah. So you can't write something in that's not in the fucking room. Was it like Debbie, all caps, looks like she's had four kids? (laughs) Was that her mother of four kids? Mother of four kids. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 A lot of a lot of stuff like that in there. Okay. Um. What about the waitress at the diner? Susie. Sally. Close. Oh, it's um close close to Cindy. Susie. Cindy. Sally. She Susie. she says it. It's and it's on her uniform. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh. S- is it a well, she comes back a couple times so yeah. that's why I, that's why I thought she was important uh, it's no s not a, not an s think poozy poozy it's two names <laughs> it's two names She's, two names think classic yeah. like yeah yeah mary lou that's, or something yeah that's why right. something like that <clears throat> first name think forrest gump Jenny. That's that's a good one. Uh-huh. Okay. Jenny May. No. S- Jenny, second name. Second Jenny Sue. Name. No Sue. Jenny Moo. <laughs> it's three letters. Jenny. Two letters are the same. Jenny Ma. Two A's. M A A. Kind of switch that around. Jenny Um. Ann. 
Yeah. Jenny go. Ann. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've known a lot of people named Am. Am. <laughs> Jenny Am. <laughs> Jenny Am I. Um, let's get into the movie. Yeah. Um, I want to hear what you don't like about the editing, Jose. Um, there is a lot of small things like the one the one that stuck out i noticed and then it made me rewatch the movie to really pay attention to the editing was jumping to the end kind of when he goes up to the when they're having the firefight and he goes up to shoot him from behind he gets up and her shirt's all sweaty next shot her shirt's completely fucking dry Oh, and like, so oh that's like continuity. Yeah, like yeah, continuity that's shitty stuff. Continuity. And like Jeff Bridges. Yeah, Jeff Bridges. And there's a lot of stuff like that in the movie. Like, I, it maybe it's a coverage issue. Sounds like a the, script and the, issue. And the editing is just script supervisor issue. Yeah. And the the editing suffers because of it. But the, there's other scenes. Kind of my issue with Casino, where it felt like there was cuts. And the actors weren't in the same spot that they were. Yeah, I didn't notice um, that. I didn't notice I didn't in notice Casino. That. I don't notice it here either. I think you just have an eye for that. Maybe it's just something I've been fixated on yeah. lately. I mean, you should probably be a script supervisor. Maybe. Change blindness doesn't <laughs> I'll exist change, for you. I'll change careers. Because <laughs> a, a script supervisor is more than likely in charge of making sure that the shots line up yeah. on, the, on the script. So if you're switching shots, you you want to make sure that everything you have coverage. Maybe it's been my newest fixation. I, I can't quite explain why I'm so fixated on it lately when I watch movies. But is it like just throw you out of it, it like it right throw, away? It yeah. really throws me out of it. It's something you have an eye for. Um, yeah, it it just feels very obvious to me that they're now like a foot to the right too much where they used they were in the prior scene. See. And the cinematographer should actually be noticing that because if he moves his camera or doesn't mark, then they'll float. The actors will float. Yeah, it just depends because that could be any number of issues. Like if they're moving the but, camera and they're not thinking of like, okay, where are they going to look like in this shot? Then maybe yeah, but if they're them. moving the camera and getting a similar shot... There was because that's where the background would move. There was uh, yeah, saying similar shot. There was one shot in the hotel room with um, with Alberto and Marcus where there's like a wide and it cuts to like a closer one, but it's almost the same exact thing as the wide. I've noticed that one. Uh huh. Um, yeah. And that felt weird, but that's the only thing I noticed. Yeah, like I guess maybe I can't blame it on the editor. It could, like you guys said, it could be a number of things. Yeah. That might be because they were shooting in a real hotel room and they couldn't put the camera anywhere uh, yeah we need a we need a medium shot we'll just zoom in <laughs> yeah. yeah and i i also know that like, there was a very limited shooting schedule with chris pine mm. and so maybe it was like the was he doing star trek maybe it was i think yeah i think it was star trek beyond um maybe because of that that could have caused some issues with some things yeah. but it wouldn't explain why it would happen with scenes with Jeff Bridges too. Yeah, it could just be any number of things. The, just the coverage was maybe just wrong. Yeah, um, but it, it seems like very simple things. And I think maybe what throw really brought it to my attention 
is that the guy that he climbs the mountain with brings makes a comment. There's dialogue saying he looks winded. Yeah, yeah. So it brought to my attention that he looks tired and sweaty, and then immediately after it cuts to him not being not tired being, or sweaty. Yeah. yeah. And so I think maybe the script is pointing me at some things. I I, I don't know what quite what it could be. Yeah, I remember hearing but, that he was sweaty, and I was yeah, like, man, that, he's sweaty. That was that was a direct um, mention of how old he was. Right. Like, you're too old to be up here kind of thing. And then he says, let me take the shot. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking, oh, you're, you're too fucking old. You've just climbed this mountain. You're not going to shoot him because you're old. Yeah. But he does it anyways. And he shows him. He does the best uh, sharpshooting in the Old West. Yeah. And he gets him right in the head, back of the head. Poor guy. Yeah. I was, I think in that scene too, I don't think I was, the movie does the best job about establishing their locations relative to each other. Once he moves up that mountain, it takes a while once he's up there for you to notice exactly where he is. Um, like uh, Marcus's, where from where Marcus is to where Tanner is. Yeah, it felt yeah. like they were saying they were going behind him, but yeah. they ended up to the side of him. Yeah, so because I was, he's I, shooting, he's shooting this way, and they're shooting this way. Maybe I'm just at a like dummy. a ninety yeah. degree angle. Mm-hmm. So well, whenever they say the uh, we'll go behind him. I'm thinking they're going to be behind, behind him, but they him. didn't end yeah. up behind them. At all. Uh, I, I didn't have any problems with that. I felt like, because there yeah. was a couple shots where- That's nitpicky. That's where, yeah, yeah. No, that's nitpicky. Yeah, he's looking forward, and then it cuts to Marcus looking forward. So to me, it kind of establishes kind of their, their space. Um, yeah. I mean, you get where they are, I think, in relation to each other. Yeah. Okay, because he's looking through the scope at him, and looking they're looking at the binoculars. But they do say, I'll, I'll get you behind him. Well, I mean, flanking Before. him no matter what. He's there yeah. flanking him, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they got him. They got him. They, they got didn't him get good. him. Um, it's it's kind of like because at that point after he kills, after Tanner kills Alberto, Alberto um, uh, at that point I'm like, all right, yeah, he's got to go. Yeah, he's be- got to go. Before that I was like, nah, he can- Get away! Yeah, get away! Yeah, you're okay. You're good. Run. Get out of here. Uh, you just, you know, that guy had it coming in the bank who pulled a gun. He shouldn't have done that. Uh, but Alberto is a is a sin too too uh, too much to for me. Well, we don't we don't give a shit about anyone in the fucking bank. Yeah. but we do care about Alberto because he's been with us. Everybody the else is just regular old Texans. But yeah, once you kill the open carrying Texans, <laughs> once you kill I'm, the half Mexican, half Comanche. Yeah, I'm character. surprised he didn't shoot any of the guys following him with the. Oh yeah, when he when he stops the car and shoots with the AR-15 or whatever he has. Yeah, he just sprays and prays, and they just yeah, get out and, of there. And <laughs> they yeah, just get and out of none there. None of them get shot. They just. Yeah. Oh, maybe some of them got grazed. We don't know. Yeah, they all end up back at the. They come back. You're right. Yeah, they they, they come go back. back, and they come back with the SWAT or whatever. Um. Yeah, Tanner. Tanner's really interesting, and 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 we're talking about how good of an actor that like portrayed him, like how good of a performance it is. Uh, and and he's he's like just uh, awful enough to be like, mm, but he's just endearing enough for me to like him and like his relationship with. He's with more awful Toby. in the script, really. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He says some things and does does some things different in 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 the script than he does in this revised version. 
Um, so they make him more likable. Some of the things he says um, are are cut out. I can imagine maybe they wrote him like more like racist in the they wrote they, or they didn't write him more racist. They wrote him more um, belligerent and kind of um, womanizing a little bit. He yeah. talks about um, high school girls at one point, which oh. is really kind of iffy. Yeah, yeah, weird. Yeah, I think it was the right call to make him more likable yeah. because there's something a lot more interesting about their sibling dynamic where it's kind of he he knows he's awful, but he's he's he kind of has a part of him that wants to that wants to find some sort of redemption through this act to help his brother. Well, to to me, the reason why the reasons why he's awful is because he's Toby's big brother. Mm. So what kicks him off is the abuse from their father. And so in order to protect Toby and the mom to a lesser extent, because she's a grown up, he kills the dad. So that starts him. That's what starts him on this, on this path. And they don't exactly say it, but I kind of assume that that's the reason the mom kind of yeah doesn't, doesn't like him is, is because of yeah. that. And because he ends up turning bad. He's, he's a bank robber. He goes to prison for 10 years for just like aggravated assault, I think they say, or something um, like that. I thought separate. Yeah, visits. there's yeah. yeah. But but he is a known bank robber. So he had to have gone to prison for robbing banks. Yeah. But um but yeah, she she probably blamed him and didn't didn't want him around. I like that the movie I think it starts with him being very unlikable and you slowly move in like the direction where you're like you're starting to understand him and then like you said that switches off as soon as he kills alberta yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. you're like oh like i i i understand this guy and then oh uh, sorry you've got what's coming to you well because toby needs this done and and tanner is the only one that is willing to do the things that have to be done to get it done well he's the only one he can trust to yeah, do yeah. it with him and, and and just do the things that Toby wouldn't have done like like uh be more aggressive with the bank tellers kill the people who were shooting at them and you know bring the fully automatic rifle and all that like he's the only one that would do it but like Toby kind of judges him for that every now and then but he's he he's kind of he has to let him do his thing because he knows that oh shit you know he's going to he's going to be the one that brings us home yeah um, also kind of like a He's, he has to let him do what he's going to do or he's just going to piss him off and he doesn't want to be on the end of, of him being pissed off. Well, he needs him. Right. He's he like, knows I'm he just going to let him do what he's yeah. going to do because it, I need it for now. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that because Toby needs him and Tanner knows that he's only... Uh, because because that's what Tanner says is when 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 Toby says I didn't think you were like the hospitality type and he said, oh, but you reach out to me when I'm the banking, when you need like a bank robbery or something. Um, and I think Tanner knows that. Oh, whenever no, whenever he's talking about cleaning the house, yeah, because yeah. he's yeah. talking about the mom and and everything, and where it's like you didn't call me over to help with mom, but you're calling me over to help with the bank robbery. Right, right, right. Um, but I think Tanner feels useful in that way. Like he he's he has a way to help his brother. Yeah, at, yeah. He's being a big brother. He's mm-hmm. doing whatever he can to help him. Yeah, yeah. Even though there's nothing in it for him, not really. He kind of knows. I I think he's always knew how it was going to end because he's, he says like to him, you ever hear of anyone that got away with this? Like 
got away with yeah. anything. I yeah yeah. I, I never knew anyone to get away with anything. Yeah, so I, yeah. he he knew how that was going to end, and 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 the he he drops. There's a lot of hints dropped at at everything. There's a lot of foreshadowing in this. Yeah, yeah. I just really like that relationship. I think it's a really really well well like written dynamic between the two of them. It's the strongest part of the movie for me. Yeah. yeah. Their their relationship, their dynamic is the strongest part and it's what I'm most interested in. It's a good tension when they're at each other, but they're never really angry at each other. They'll, they'll get annoyed at each other for certain things, but they're both out to they're both like the scenes of them messing around uh spending time together are really I think really wholesome in in the middle of some, you know, crimes and stuff and I think that's 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 just a really not only well written but well directed and well edited scenes where it's like they're just waiting for the next day and they're just spending time together and they're messing around or um there's a scene that I never really fully got but it's really funny when uh Toby wakes him up and Tanner starts to like fight him mm-hmm. and then uh he just kind of like stops and he's just like Good morning, sort of thing. I never fully understood I why. I thought it was prison. just a prison thing. Yeah, prison. yeah, yeah. It makes he's, sense. He's on edge, doesn't get attacked at night. Yeah, no, that makes more sense. I always found it funny. His reaction's really, really yeah. funny. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I thought. Is that yeah. you know he's still he's still in prison in his mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of depth to him. I like it. Yeah, and, and then Toby has great. his own side of of where he's very protective of of tanner and you know he beats that guy up in the best fucking scene ever car. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that guy's so funny because tanner's just his head leaning back and he's like has his sunglasses on looking at but not really looking at the guy and the guy gets so angry and he says you think you'd think there was 10 of me you think there was 10 of me <laughs> <laughs> i like that scene because it's one of the few what I expect to happen doesn't actually happen. Every a lot of this, this movie is exactly what I thought was going to happen happens, except yeah. for that scene. Um, so I, I really like that he's so defensive and and caring for his brother, even if he is a, an asshole sometimes. When the person on the other end deserves it, right? That's, yeah, it's it's not the bank tellers that he wants to beat up, but it's this guy who's threatening to shoot his brother that yeah. he wants to beat up. Uh, and he throws the gun. He knows how to get the gun away from him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was that was funny callback. Yeah. Oh, now oh, you know. Now, you, now you remember the gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're really great. And then we have the other two, the other dynamic. Uh, we have Alberto and Marcus. Yeah. Which I'm. I'm. Uh, it's it's weird. It's a weird. I I don't know what he's trying to write with them, other than just In- Jeff Bridges make funny racist jokes in the you know? screenplay there's more of a pushback from from um alberto i wanted that i wanted there's, so much there's more, of that. more yeah. there's more writing about alberto pushing back like he does push back a little bit in the uh in the movie but he's a little more stoic about it and it's it it seems like he's just mad about it until it, until he finally says some stuff but there's a lot more pushback in the in this screenplay. Hmm. It's like they're playing off of each other a little bit, but it's it's lost in the in the film. So it just makes the writing look like it's just 
being racist to, oh, I'm being funny and I'm being racist and that's okay because I'm being funny. Because I'm from Texas. Because yeah. I'm from Texas and you're an Indian, well, half an Indian. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't care for any of the Indian jokes at all. Yeah. I just like, I didn't like, in Wind River, I had the same, the same thing as right. like, like I didn't, yeah. I don't need the jokes to feel like I'm in Texas. Yeah. So much about this movie is Texas. Watch MSNBC. You know all about Texas <laughs> being racist. I didn't mind it from like the, the side people in Texas. Like that makes sense for them to like the guy yeah. who's like, why are you robbing? You're not even Mexican. Like that guy. Yeah. That, that, makes that, sense. that, that made sense. It was so much of, of the jokes that, that Hamilton made, made that I, I didn't, really like because he's like by far the most racist that we see and and, yeah. and, I, and I don't think he is like racist in terms of holds those views but he find he thinks that's the funny way to get through to that's how he likes to, to, to joke around with yeah. that's how he likes to joke around yeah. with with yeah with him because I, I don't think he has I don't think he has truly bad intentions with it no he just he wants to get that back and forth he's like begging for that back and forth between Alberto yeah. Um, and Alberto does it. give it a little bit, especially when he says, you know, I'm half Mexican. Right. Yeah. And he said, well, I'm waiting until I'm out of Indian jokes to start with the Mexican jokes. Mm-hmm. You know, I wish if there was more and pushback. He does, and he does joke about, you know, the act, the, the Aztecs inventing yeah, the, soccer by kicking uh-huh. skulls around. <laughs> I think his jokes, yeah. I think his jokes are funny from how absurd they are. Like it, I, that Aztec thing was so out of left field. It'd be, fu- like, it'd be funny fuck? if Alberto was matching that energy. Exactly. Yeah. But that's, yeah. Not, that's what I was going to say. It's not funny. It, it just looks like he's annoyed. Yeah. And if he didn't look like that, then I'd be like, oh, that's funny. And there's more a of a yeah. match. Yeah. There's more of a match to that energy in the screenplay, but not as much as I, I, I would like for him to have some white people jokes. Yeah. You know, or some Texan some jokes. Some Texan jokes. Easy. Yeah. Because there's plenty to pull from, you know. But I, yeah. I, I do really like the whole, the people of Texas in this movie. Yeah, it, it yeah. makes the movie interesting knowing that anybody in the bank could have a gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course I have a gun. Yeah, yeah it, it it makes the movie interesting. The waitress at the T Bone, uh, yeah, restaurant. Yeah, she's Chabon. really funny. Yeah, yeah. the I Texas mean, people in this movie, the, the Texans, the they're great. I love them. Yeah, yeah. The 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 first guy we see that pulls up in the the truck in the trailer, um, that. Marcus talks to if you see anybody, if you see anybody um, funny looking or look at you funny, oh. you, you call me and let me know. Yeah. So if I see anybody funny looking, they'll be on the short end of a rope. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> that'll, that, that'll be good, good for them, but not so good for you. Yeah. He, he said it make it easier for everyone make, but yourself. And make it easier for everyone but yourself. Um, yeah, I like that kind of interaction because that's, said, uh, that's Texas. He says uh, only you if find you can the find tree. the tree. Yeah, yeah. But that's how people talk. That's how that's how they interact. Because I love West Texas. Yeah, yeah. They always seem to have some metaphor. Always they always have like the strangest metaphor for like this is a as bad as a pork to pine on Tuesday sort of thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was appreciating I gotta that. go shit like an old goat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? Really? <laughs> old goats 
Like, what, 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 what does that mean? Like, spray What's shit the- everywhere? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, with Marcus and uh, and Alberto, I, I I don't know what the point of their relationship was, just from like a, a dynamic. Because in the if in the script there he's more of a pushback, because I I see it more as like Alberto's. I mean, uh, uh, Marcus is trying to have that camaraderie because he gets excited when he does push back. But mm-hmm. but from there not being one, it doesn't feel like there's it any purpose to. Feels to like what a very mi- mi- mismatched couple. Yeah. Um, and but you can still I tell would, Alberto would, appreciates the relationship. Yeah, I, I yeah. would like to see that the appreciation in that, even even if there was racist jokes and stuff, because cops are cops, man. It doesn't matter where you fucking are. Cops they are all, cops. They all tell racist jokes. Uh-huh. Um, my dad included, um, but if, if there was that kind of camaraderie where there was a tit for tat and a, and a dance being played between both of them, it would be more in line with Toby and Tanner's relationship because there is a dance being performed. Toby needs Tanner. Tanner is Toby's bigger brother and wants to help and, there's problems with that because Tanner has been gone for so many years and Toby's reaching out to him and bringing him back into the family in order to get what needs to be done. And there's concessions from both sides there. Like they Mm -hmm. both like, they both under, they kind of explicitly say what some of their faults are and why they need the other and why they appreciate the other. And, and, um, if that isn't there, there needs to be some growth for Marcus Cause when Alberto like just turns in in his in his bed and he like looks all sad and he's like annoyed at him just in his room making these racist remarks all night, um, th- I I think there would need to be like a a moment of clarity for Marcus because you think there would almost be from like him packing up his beer and going because he's obviously not like welcome in that room anymore, um, but the very last thing he says to him is a joke about you need to go up there and tomahawk him from the back, where there's no growth there, there's no change in the relationship. And if he's not pushing back from it, it's just this one-sided thing the entire time that neither of them like learn anything from the other. And I think yeah. that just makes it so much less interesting than than Toby and Tanner, like by far. And the resolution I, for that just feels not as in, impactful as I think the movie wants you to think it is. Once Alberto dies, you can. The movie wants you to feel like Marcus feels. I don't know. The emotion isn't as strong because the relationship hasn't isn't as defined. Yeah, right. I feel like if that was fleshed out more, that would be a much more impactful scene. To me, to me, it would play better if it was the other way around. If Marcus was the one that gets shot and killed, and now um, Alberto. Alberto, right? Yeah. I'm trying not to be racist. <laughs> um, and Alberto is the one now pursuing Toby um, at the end of the story because he's getting revenge for for Marcus being dead. I think it feels it feels weird. The end feels weird to me that Marcus. What what is fueling Marcus to 
um, to know that Toby, to hold Toby responsible. What's, what's fueling that? Because it doesn't, it's not the connection. The connection isn't there with Alberto. <laughs> well, I, I feel, I do feel that connection. I like, feel like personally. He, I feel it too, but it's like he doesn't care enough about him until he's dead. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if I agree with that. Like, I feel. I do feel like Marcus cares deeply for Alberto through the whole movie, and and his remarks are are just his way of showing that. Um, so I I do see that, and I and I think his motivation to figure it out past his retirement because he's of losing a close friend. I I see that. It's just that there was no development in, from the beginning to the end. That if it was maybe they had like a, a much deeper, deeper connection that night at the hotel based off of like one learning from the other, that would make it so much more powerful for him to show up and, and you you would feel more of a relationship, more or of a if purpose. It, or if at any time Marcus was the one to say things that were meaningful yeah, to Alberto. And instead, it's kind of the other way around. Alberto talks about um, the what's meaningful, the meaningful theme of the movie, which was, you know, 150 years ago, this was my people's land and, and their great grandparents came and took it from us. And now it's being taken from them by the bank. So, so this, this cycle of, of fighting a higher, something more, um, powerful than you taking what's rightfully yours is is what's going on um if if it were turned like a little bit to where marcus was saying something helpful or prophetic or anything to um alberto other than you're gonna miss me when i'm gone kind of kind of stuff um, I think it would be more meaningful. I think I think the the relationship would be better because this is the last two weeks of his before his retirement. In in the screenplay, he's being forced to retire. He has a letter that he keeps looking at that that is them forcing him to retire at the age of seventy. That would work so much more for me yeah. if that was in the movie. Having yeah. that letter, yeah, because. Nothing in the movie tells you why he's getting retired. Yeah. He, he yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. still wants to work. He's still a capable sh- shot. He kills him from five five hundred yards. Nothing in the movie sh- is explained to me. Nothing in the movie explains to me why he's retiring. If he's still, yeah, if he's still doing his job and 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 being that, knowing that in my head this is the last two weeks that he has. He should be, if he cares for Alberto as a partner and as a person, he should be teaching Alberto everything he knows. Yeah. He should be bestowing him all of his wisdom. And that's why if Alberto was the one to survive it and then kind of follow the clues and go to Toby would feel so much more satisfying because yeah. he learned from, from and that's, Marcus. And yeah. that's, yeah. And that's where I was going with that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I agree. That would, that would be a lot more satisfying. Yeah. Um, 
that being said, I do I do like their final conversation. I it's hate it. <laughs> really yeah. I think it's I think it's very like, well, you come to my side of town, maybe I'll fuck you up. Well, yeah, maybe I'll fuck you up. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll give you peace. <laughs> maybe I'll give you peace. I don't know. Maybe I like I'll it. I'll give you a piece of my ass. <laughs> I like it. it. I like the tension there. A, it starts yeah, turning into a maybe you show me my house at night and I'll uh, come I'll by my house. You. Maybe I'll give you a piece. It's better with it's better without that last page of the script that's not in the movie. Yeah. Where he asked the youngest son What is he what did I tell you yes? Oh, are you, you, you smart, smart as your, dad? As your dad? Yeah. 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 Yeah, that that made sense to cut. Yeah. Why why introduce another character now in the last fucking page of the script? Inter- introduce the other kid. <laughs> Yeah, mm. it's almost it's almost like um, what's his name Randy? Randy. It's almost like Randy didn't really need to be part of it at no, all. Not, not at all. Yeah, because yeah. I, I, I I do like the conversation he has with him, um, but it's hard to have that connection because he has been so distant from his family, like from his wife and what do his you mean? kid. Um. He has that con- the Toby has? Yeah, yeah. He has that with Justin, not oh, Randy. Oh, with Justin. Randy's, yeah. Randy's, who's, Randy's who's the youngest. Barely uh, the I don't know names. Yeah, Randy doesn't show up until the <laughs> yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's kind of like, I don't know. What I was going to say, this about maybe having Alberto be the one survive. It's The script is very, oh, cop about to retire trope mm-hmm. to me. It's not even foreshadowing. I, I don't. I didn't think of it as foreshadowing. It was just oh, this this cop law enforcement figure is about to retire, and the other one is telling him about how much he wishes he could retire. It the movie tells you exactly what's going to happen. I don't like that. Yeah, yeah. That 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 foreshadowing where I hope I make it. I hope I make it as long as you did. As soon as I see but that, then, I know then, where the movie's but going. But then Marcus tells him. Then, but then Marcus tells him, "Well, as soon as I retire, you're not going to be in harm's way, anyways." Yeah. So you'll make. You're it. not going to be smart enough to get to the criminals. Kind, kind yeah. of, kind of. Yeah. What he's saying is that you know you're just going to have a kickback job because you're you're never going to be out, and and to me that kind of detracts from the mentorship, um, of this kind of partnership. And and yeah, I I like I like most of the foreshadowing, but that was kind of like, oh, he's gonna die. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and I think if you include that he's being forced to retire, I would have maybe not thought that. You're right. Like oh, because the whole movie to me it seems like he's retiring because it's just the time in life that he has to do that, and so then it seems very it seems expected that he's going to be the one to die at the end of the movie. Yeah. But if, if it made it seem like he wasn't being forced to retire, then I wouldn't think he's going to die before he retires because that's just the trope that exists. Yeah. Um, and then, and it, it, would make, then it circumvents your expectations. Yeah. I think that's what it doesn't do. And I don't like that. Yeah. yeah. I, I like uh, Toby's conversation with Jenny Ann. I like, that it humanizes him over Tanner. And I also like that she's protective of, of him. Like she, he trot her, he treated her well and she 
didn't rat him out, defended him. I, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that they were taking care of each other in a way, or she took care of him. Everyone doesn't rat them out. Right. Even the old timers. Um, That one old timer says, says, I've sat here long enough to see the bank that's robbed me for years be robbed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. no one... <laughs> which is why it's like... um. I like that part. I like yeah. I like that aspect that there there are some people that like look at the bank as taking everything from them, which is kind of what it's it's Alberto's view. Yeah. And then there are some people that have Marcus's view that law and order must must stand. If you mm-hmm. rob from the bank, you're robbing from me, which it's not really. Um but there is a. I saw that this movie wasn't released like a mass release because they the test audiences really liked it, but they didn't want to the whole idea of retribution against banks to be put in like <laughs> the mass uh like the mass like ideas or the right like them all thinking about it together. Which I think is funny that they would make them that they would approve a movie about. Why would you? Why would as a studio you be then afraid? Then why make to, the big yeah, short? Why would you make the no? Not why, even why that. would you make the big short? Because all that is 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 saying, look, the banks look are fucking banks. thieves, right? Well, it's like why would you approve a movie? Why would you produce a movie that's about retribution against banks, and then say, "Oh, we don't want to release this a mass release because we don't want people going in Texas shooting up banks in small towns." <laughs> yeah, then Wells Fargo got in there. They got yeah. In the don't make of, the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and listening to heavy metal makes you a fucking uh, Satan worshiper. It's it's the same fucking shit Just, yeah. every fucking time. Oh, people are stupid. If we show them this, they're going to want to do the same thing. Yeah. It's just dumb. Which is studio. probably correct in Texas, but not not for the rest <laughs> of the United States. Maybe Oklahoma. Well, regardless, I mean, how many banks could you rob nowadays? I don't you know. You can't rob very many. <laughs> yeah. You can rob as many as you want if they don't have fucking cameras yeah. or anything recording yeah. you. You all can get away with banks. it all day. Yeah. I like the presence of Midland Banks and how how the like the people in the diner are saying like they've been robbing me for years. You see all like they're not all Midland Bank posters, at least I don't think so. But like uh, uh all the like the on the side of the highway, the um the banners and everything, yeah, uh, the, billboards the billboards are all about debt relief and like loans mm-hmm. and 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 all the ways to take advantage of the people who. Well, that's the are, the the first thing you see is uh two tours two tours in Iraq mm-hmm. who, who bailed me out. Yeah. Written on the side of the building. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and you really get the sense that everyone living in these towns are just, they're getting completely it's screwed. Exactly. The sentiment mm-hmm. of, of, of time during that time. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I think that's a really powerful, just kind of, uh, I don't know, statement to make about, especially the mom just getting completely uh, taken advantage of by the banks and yeah. having her, having her uh, property owned by them or almost owned by them. Um, I, I don't fully understand what was happening there. Like reverse mortgage. Is okay. That what so reverse mortgage where the bank will step in. This is what a reverse mortgage does. The bank will step in and give you a set amount of money. Okay. You sign over 
like the title or like a deed of trust or or something right. to the bank. So, and the bank pays you that amount of money, which they gave her 25000 I believe, but then they were paying the taxes. So in order to get the land back, either either the bank takes the land or the family has to come up with the money in order to pay the bank to receive full ownership of the property. Plus the taxes that they've been Plus paying. the yeah. taxes and, and interest. And because they didn't put, because they hadn't been paid, they put the house under lien, which mm-hmm. just means that the bank has a right to take your, to foreclose on your property because you failed to abide by the contract. Because after she died, you have a set amount of time to pay that money back. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. And what they were doing was they, they devalued and gave her just enough to get her by for the rest of her life. Because for some reason, the bank knew that there was oil on the land. So they were they were getting they were paying the twenty five hundred or twenty five thousand dollars plus the taxes on the land to get to foreclose a, on the house a multi million dollar piece of property. It yeah. seemed like they knew the area had oil, I think. Yeah, or something. But here's the deal with that. Here's here's the problem with the way it's written. The bank could have went to her and purchased the mineral rights and left her with her, her house with the surface rights fair and square. So then they have the mineral rights. They can drill all they fucking want because they have the mineral rights because they can be separated. If you, if you buy a house like here in Las Vegas, you don't have the mineral rights. You don't own the mineral rights. I can't drill for oil in my backyard? No, you can't. You don't Damn. own that oil. Mm-hmm. If it's found underneath your house, you don't own that oil. Who owns that oil? Whoever has the mineral rights. Mm. Chevron Texaco. Usually a bank <laughs> yeah. has it. Usually a bank has it. Bank of America. Yeah. Um, and some places the state owns all, like a lot of the mineral rights. To, in some places, federal government. The yeah. federal government owns the mineral rights to... Like ninety percent of Nevada, they just owe ninety percent of Nevada in general. And, and and there's a lot of oil under Nevada. Yeah, a lot. It's just down too far. Yeah, yeah. They gotta frack that shit out. <laughs> They're too busy uh, depositing nuclear waste here or fighting about that. I want more nuclear waste. Give I, me, I saw Oppenheimer. Idea. I want more of it. Give it, give it to me. Make me. I'll store unique. it under my bed. <laughs> I got room. Um. And so their solution in the end is to to buy it all back and then right. um like set up a trust with the bank. Um. Yeah, he's like going to buy, like buy it all back. So it, and then he's going to set up a trust and put it in his son's names. So it can't be taken from him if anything happens. Yeah. And that's uh, what his plan is. And to do it with Midland uh, Bank, it's more like a way that they don't want any interference into that trust because it has so much money coming into it or. Right. Because yeah. they're, they're now making, because if, if they were to convict him, then they're getting 40,000 and then the family moves all of the money out of the bank. Um, whereas now all of that, 
fifty thousand uh, dollars a month that's being pumped out of the ground is going into the bank, and that they can own, use for whatever the fuck they, they can want, use, right? Because they're sitting on the money, yeah. And the family's not going to pull out hundreds of thousands of fucking dollars, not for. Not, However many years. Yeah. So they're getting the interest on that, which is more than they would have got any anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. So the bank's playing a game and Toby's playing a game and Toby has them. And in a way it's like, yes, they're paying the, the bank back with their own money, but they're also still setting the bank up just fine. Yeah. By, the bank is right. making all of that money back plus some. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a, necessary evil sort of way yeah because if the bank is making four percent interest on the money and only giving you two well i mean figure two percent interest on if you're lucky six six hundred thousand dollars in a year it's it's a lot of money yeah 50 50k a month what a yeah what a dream yeah (laughs) What a fucking dream. I couldn't live off of that. You couldn't live off of it? No. You need more than that? I need more. What are you going to spend it I need all more. On? I need more. Yeah. You need to buy more, uh, buy more land? I, I could live off I'm, $500 a month. <laughs> I'm going to Disneyland every week to buy a 500k a month. Yeah. Mm. And then there's all the robberies. Um, it starts. It starts pretty quick with two robberies in a row, which is pretty pretty fast paced for it. Um, I forgot that it was done so quickly. Uh, and then later, Tanner has his own uh, his own robbery adventure where he says he has to yeah. go shit like a like a goat. Is that what he says? An old goat. An old goat. And then he just goes and takes his shit time to go rob. I the love. Place. I love that during Toby and Jenny Ann's conversation. You can see Tanner running across the street to the bank. Yeah. yeah. In the background. I love it. I, th- I thought about that after he robbed the bank. I thought on the second go around, I'm going to see if you can see him run. And it, and it is, it's edited very well. He goes in through, through one door and then it comes to him going in, into the bank through the mm-hmm. second door. And I, I, I thought that was edited really well. Like mm-hmm. the timing was perfect. Like, yeah. Like that had to be timed perfect. Like he's, jogging across the street he has to hit that door yeah right on mark yeah i like things when they're set up in the background like that like even uh even uh toby when he comes in through uh to beat up the guy in the car uh, like the green car you see him come out of the gas station and walk around he comes around just yeah. in time i love seeing that sort of stuff and i like that he goes off screen because you don't know that he's gonna attack him then yeah and then yeah. he comes in like <laughs> really in like a crazy. rush yeah, yeah 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 i love that um uh and and Tanner in the robberies uh he's really funny cuz the even the first one when she calls him stupid and he says you're stupid at the end of it he has a lot of personality in like just his <laughs> in his robbery phase of 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 the movies but he is rough he yeah. is rough yeah, and he he's is. told by he's told by Toby take it a little easy on the the tellers yeah cuz he he didn't have to hit the the guy in the beginning no, uh, yeah. no, he didn't at all. Yeah. So he wants to be rough, and I think that that's wasn't just too nice, now. was it? Yeah. <laughs> Is that what Marcus said? Uh, <laughs> yeah, he says like, "Oh, he like got a little bopperuno on the nose yeah. or something like that." <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, the girl who's the teller at uh, at the bank that Tanner robs by himself is the girl the, on her mm-hmm. cell phone. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's the lead in Prey. Is she? Uh huh. Yeah, that's funny. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, I was I was looking through the cast, and I feel like I recognize. They don't it. show. They don't show him taking her driver's license. No, they don't show because because she says that he threatened her family and and stuff like that. We don't see that. Yeah, in the um. In the screenplay, he takes her driver's license. Yeah. He goes, now I know where you live. Yeah. I'm going to kill your mommy and your daddy if you say anything. And she doesn't, she won't say anything. She's scared. To the cop, she doesn't say anything? She she doesn't say anything to anybody until somebody, um, one of the bank managers come up to her and ask her to make copies. And she's just scared stiff. Mm. And he pushes the button and she's like, no, no, no. Like she's afraid, and that's how oh, they so get that's away. That's a whole whole scene. There. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but then it's it's just mentioned, um, like in passing when one of the one of the deputies. De- yeah, uh, yeah. When he's getting the info, well, yeah. That's why Marcus when says a, one uh, of the deputies come in and, and says they they took her, they took her her driver's license. I do like that scene with Marcus and the teller. You can tell that he's good at his job. Yeah, it's 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 one of the scenes where it shows you he's a good, he's good at what he does. It's it's a contrast between her and caring for her and her well being and getting, you know, you know, like was it a nice car, or, uh, an old car, or a piece of shit, real piece of shit. She yeah. says real piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a contrast between her and Jenny Ann across the street. Whenever he yeah. goes across the street, <laughs> it's completely different. Right. Yeah. Cause he tries kind of the same thing with her and she's not gonna have any of it. Well, she has a really good like fuck you response, which this oh, yeah, she does. I'm not yeah. Mm mm. Mm Well, that's kind of the right and wrong kind of thing. Like there are some people who see it as the bank is ripping them off, and mm-hmm. some people as, you know, the the the, it's them that are getting ripped off when the bank gets ripped off. Yeah. So so I like that contrast. It's constantly playing. It's constantly throughout. Um, I wanted to talk about like the general tone and the music, um, mainly because like we we read in like Wind River that this is like this is this trilogy of like the modern American West where you have Sicario, you have this, and then you have a uh, Wind River. Um. And the music is very similar. I, I didn't check if it was the same composer, uh, but I, I don't. I haven't seen Sicario, but I, I remember Wind River being very like long, drawn out notes. And yeah, Th- that's the difference for that sure. About, yeah, um, but there's like that really sad, uh, like long note. Uh, violin that plays in both of them that westerny kind of lonely violin um and i and i really like that sound i yeah. think it really really works for both of them it kind of connects the two movies in that way where it's like they are the modern like westerns uh but uh i think it, it if that was sort of his plan in writing it and and even though he didn't direct this one it has like a connection between the two and in a good way. And I think, and I think the tone is, is really powerful in both of those movies in terms of like the desperate, like, um, uh, while wildly different people in Texas and in the reservation, uh, 
there's that sadness Where were in they both at of them. Wyoming? In yeah. Wyoming? So they were both composed by the same pair. Okay. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it just, it has that, that sadness and that loneliness and that kind of desperation. I, I think Wind River is sadder. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. A lot sadder. Mm -hmm. Um, well, I think the situation there is a lot worse (laughs) for sure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, um, but this adds in some, some good country music. Um, like even even with Tanner is usually singing or putting on on some music. Yeah, um, and yeah, singing along to everything. Yeah, and singing along to it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this movie is, is best picture worthy. Yeah. Um, I, I'm curious. I, what I think else? I think my opinion of this has gotten a little bit better since we've been talking about it. I don't it. think La La Land is best picture. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> I I get that one. It's all about opinions, guys. This yeah. one, I opinions are like assholes. Everybody <laughs> has one. Yeah, I got. And everyone thinks theirs don't stink. And I got one that's very heavily used. <laughs> uh, opinion. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't come out the way you think it did. Oh no, it's loose. Continue. <laughs> this movie—it's—it's it's fine. I—I yeah, I yeah. don't. I agree with the Jeff Bridges nomination criticism. Yeah, like he—he—he's not that he does a bad job. He's—he's he's fine. I, I think he plays—he uh, plays who he is very well. Like that detective that's about to retire, but he's still very good at his job. I think he has, even though it is kind of he a stereotype, plays a script. He plays it really well. I think. Yeah, I yeah. think he he does what the script asks him to do. He definitely doesn't mm-hmm. do it as good as Tanner, but no. uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Chris Pine is just he's sad, and I like I, I like his I liked, scenes. I liked his. I liked his. Um, he just doesn't look like he's from Texas. Yeah, but but as far as he goes, because we he haven't has like, too many teeth. <laughs> um, there's a few scenes in there that like really just make me kind of be like, oh man, he's sad, you know. Um, where it's just all the scenes where he's alone, but especially in the casino where he's just like the casino scenes good. Yeah, where he's sitting at the bar and the and the woman comes over and is that that's no woman, that's a whore. A whore comes over. Okay, that's whores aren't <laughs> women. Um, the, the woman comes over um, and is asking him to to take her to his room, and then Tanner comes and saves the day. But yeah. I think that uh, I mean, there's a there's a good PSA in there. Don't don't go up to your room with a whore. Don't leave your chips on the we, table. Don't 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 walk around. With, don't let people know you have money in a casino with fucking because leaving. a whore will come up to you. Because she wants you to go up to the room with your stuff and she will call her pimp to come knock on your fucking door and kick your ass. Bless you. Thank you. Or she will roll you while you're in the toilet thinking everything's cool. Yeah. If she is pretty enough, it's all okay by me. No, it's not okay Mm. at all. No. You're shaking your head? Blake. (sighs) Come on. None of them are pretty. (laughs) Unless unless you're spinning. I'm sorry, but she was pretty. Yeah, but she's... She's, she's not act- a real whore. She's an, she's an actress. actress. <laughs> what are we talking about here? She plays the character. Her character was pretty. Most, most, fine, fine. 
What your specific point is correct? Yes, I am saying it. You are hey, you are speaking in generalizations Blake, when we were talking about a specific case, but Blake, you are wrong. Most most whores look like the waitress in T Bone Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> She's very pretty to me. The waitress, the waitress, yeah. The, uh, She's got spunk. That ain't pretty. Scary um, spunk. <laughs> scary spunk, yeah. I was more annoyed at that scene just that he was just the leaving all his gr- chips on the bar the table. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even when when like he goes to when they like chase her away or he's going to make sure Tanner doesn't cause any more problems, he just leaves all his chips on the table. He just leaves them he, all at, at the, the bar? Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. There's he's very there. nonchalant about Yeah. Yeah. This money that he desperately needs. Yeah, yeah, but but casino PSA don't take whores up to your fucking room. Okay, don't just don't do it. All right, yeah, everyone listening, if you were planning on doing that, my um, my brother works surveillance for a casino here in town, and he sees a lot least, of it. At least five or six times a week, there's whores robbing guests in their rooms. So Dang. so just don't fucking do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Keep keep your money. Don't yeah. Don't look, don't look lonely at a hotel bar. It's, yeah, it's, it's cheaper. To, it's cheaper to go upstairs and rent that adult movie and play with yourself than it is to take a hooker up to your room. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you, um, but I like the scene. Um, <laughs> just from just from how how lonely Toby feels. Like it, yeah. it feels like yeah. she is. She's really tempting to him. <laughs> he is really uh um well, I mean they look for that. They look no, for, right, for yeah, lonely yeah. men um that you know yeah, um and that they can roll. There's like that moment of like sincere connection there that you see in Toby's eyes, I think. Like it's a very like sympathetic look and it's it's, it's kind of a similar look that he has in the with the waitress at the restaurant, I right. think. Um, and I just really like those moments with him. That's what I was talking about earlier, like why this feels like a sad, lonely movie. Um, it, it like his purpose at this point, he's not going to get his, he's not going to get his family back. He's, um, he's still like distance from him, from his kids, like at the end. Cause he's like, he's not even there. He's just there to fix something. He's going to leave. Um, but his purpose is to, like willingly sacrifice his livelihood for his children. Uh, and you can see the toll that that takes on him, I think at those moments. And I just really, really like how Chris Pine plays that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, cause it makes me really sad. And, uh, and uh, yeah. I, I wish I would have gotten at least one other scene with him and his son. Yeah. Maybe um, with yeah, Randy. Kind of. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe one with, with Randy. Randy. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, cause I, I like, I think a lot of the movies just it's for the boys. It's for the boys, and I don't feel any connection with his kids be- before we have that one scene. Because you only see that one scene, and then just, yeah. and then there's and then I get that's all I get. I'm like, oh, I get it. This is what most fathers would do for their sons: try to set them up for life. There's no special connection or nothing that's really established with that i don't know i I would have liked to have seen something more yeah i I don't know what but something else it still says a lot to me that he is going through all that even though he hasn't even seen them in a really really long time right um he sees that as his responsibility he sees that as his duty 
I think he's ashamed well, he couldn't, of himself. He couldn't see them well, because the if support. he would have shown up, she would have called the cops because he didn't have child support. Right, but wasn't but he busy even taking then, care of call. the mom too? Hmm? Was it wasn't he also busy taking care yeah, of the mom? Taking care of his mother. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, regardless, like he doesn't But, he, but he doesn't she call. dies and he doesn't even tell them. That's true. Yeah. There's like a really Sorry. purposeful distance. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's yeah. meaning to not talk to them. He's me yeah. even regardless of the of the Yeah. Um because even when uh Tanner's trying to convince him to just use this money, go do it, he's skeptical. Um even though he said they can't afford to it, but I think there's a lot of it where he's just ashamed of himself and he's ashamed. But that's of- that's that's a prime example of Tanner taking care of his brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he goes and he robs that bank across the street mm-hmm. all on his own, so Toby can go take care of of the child support payments and and see his sons. Yeah, because there's no telling if Toby's going to survive the next bank robbery. And then he has to remind him again at the casino, make sure to, you know, get cash for that. Or the check. I think the check was for that. For the uh No, the checks were for the bank. The four thousand in cash is for them. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um I was confused by it too. Yeah, I wasn't sure what's supposed like was the bank for I was confused I why they were making the check out to the bank and then I clicked, oh no, the cash is for the, the child support. The check is to pay off the Yeah. So so this Myth that funds can't be tracked in a casino is total fucking bullshit. I I was I was I had a feeling you were gonna bring it up. Total fucking bullshit. <laughs> yes, there's there's a regulation. Um, there's money laundering regulations. If you bring in a whole bunch of fives, tens, and twenties, and for when you can't buy chips at the at the cage like that anywhere. Um, you have to buy them at the table, right? But if you were to deposit that money or or get chips or deposit that money and take out markers at the table or or do whatever, they give you that exact same money back in the denominations that that you that you gave it, mm. starting with the large or starting with the lowest denominations first. So you're getting back all the fives before you get back the tens before you get back the twenties. Um. Yeah, and they they track that. If they ask you for your ID, there's a reason why they're asking you for your ID. It's above a certain amount, right? You can you can they have a starting number which is different for every casino. Uh-huh. But anything over $10,000, up to $10,000, anything over $10,000, you have to give them your information. So just like uh, you there's went at a no, bank. There's no if ands or buts about it. If if you don't give your information, guess what happens? You get your chips pushed back to you. I can't help you. Yeah. So so that's that's a federal regulation. Right. That covers everything. And it covers everything during this time. Well, not well. in this movie. Not in this movie. Not, this is a different maybe, world maybe, here. Maybe Indian casinos are got their own rules. No, they're not <laughs> exempt from that. It's a it's a federal money laundering. Well, the Comanches are enemies Oklahoma, to all. Right? For the casino? Yeah. And it's the same. It's the same everywhere. Okay. Any casino is a casino is a casino. A casino. Yeah. Thank God matter. we have you, Brandon. Yeah. Casino casino about casino and I have yeah. never worked at a place with an ink pack <laughs> ever. I think ink packs are a myth as well. You think it's a movie thing? Yeah, I think it's a movie thing. Now, 
every single draw I've worked in in a bank or a casino has had bait money. Is that the one with the tracker? That that's that's the money where the the serial numbers are written down. So gotcha. if you spend that money anywhere, they can tell where it came from and they can track you with that. I know my mom talked when she worked at at a bank. She talked about that they did have like the bills with tracking in it. Yeah. So how does the tracking work? Like when when do, when is like the cash that they spend checked? So when it goes to the Federal Reserve. Okay. Or or they could and that's like if it goes to a bank and then the bank I don't know how money works. I don't know how banks work. So They're it would go scam. it would go to a bank and then it, <laughs> I keep gold. and then it goes to the nearest Federal Reserve and then it gets processed and then rerouted to different banks. That must take some time though. Um, it, it can take time. It can take time, but they can track it back to exactly where, where it came from. In which, which I will bank, be long gone. Which bank it came from. But, but in, in instances like this, if there were, um, if they caught them and they found that money on them, they, they have the serial numbers. Right. So they know that that money came from that bank. And so- X amount of money belongs to this bank and we know you took it because you're you have it. The only way to get it is to rob the bank. So it's it's kind of a a, a way to catch people whenever they're caught. I've been in two bank robberies, by the way. Really? In a, in a bank, in a bank, not not working in the bank and getting but robbed. But you're in the bank. Actual really? customer in the bank while the bank gets robbed. Yeah. Did you have to like get down on the ground? Um, one time I was in a separate room, um, like the bank had a back door for merchants and I was doing my merchant telling for warehouse records and the bank got robbed in the front and I never even knew about it. And then the, the other time I was making a deposit and I was in the regular line and they called me into the merchant room to to cash my check and i was in the middle of cashing my check and the bank got robbed but you were in the back again but i was it was it was more towards the side it wasn't a separate room oh. it was more towards the side so the guys were robbing the bank and i was in a separate like separate area how'd they do it did they like slip a note saying no he came in and shot through the ceiling what the <laughs> yeah yeah my, my mom's experience is more of the note you just show up quietly slide the note you'd leave without making any commotion or anything like that that's my mom's experience with with robberies when she worked at the bank give me a hundred dollars or i shoot the person next to me something like that you just yeah. say oh lordy lordy oh don't shoot me don't shoot me like you're <laughs> just crying yeah <laughs> no no you just reach under the counter and push the press the button. Push the button. You, you just reminded me of something that just made me really bad when I worked at the bookstore. Um, they had a merchant. The bank we went to had a merchant teller line, and they fucking got rid of it. So then I had to wait in the fucking line with everybody else with like ten grand. That's some bullshit. And I was like, I'm carrying ten grand right now, and I'm next to this. This little old lady who smells like she hasn't showered in weeks. I, She's going to get your money I from me. I need five tens so I can send each of my grandchildren a $10 bill on their birthday. I need uh, I got so mad when I got rid Google of that Play merchant cards. teller line. 
I was yeah, not having a mercantile so is fucking bullshit. Yeah. Can't relate. Yeah. I can't relate to any of that. Boring. Boring banks. <laughs> boring. You gotta rob them all. Change that conversation to something I understand. Buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> what are there any last thoughts before we move on to quotes? Um... He said Lord of the Plains, not King of the Plains. Lord of, Lord the, of the Plains. Lord of the Plains. So I don't really under... I, I don't get the Comanche, like... I guess that's... Where the Comanches were in Texas? It's just a very weird thing to have Tanner, like, my be like, relatives, yeah, I'm just as bad My relatives on the other side of the Texas border in Oklahoma are Choctaw. Mm-hmm. What we didn't talk about, or I didn't mention is that the original title for this movie is uh, Comancheria. Oh. Which is meant to be... sounds like Comanche diarrhea. Yes. But (laughs) that's meant to be the region of New Mexico, West Texas, and surrounding areas that were occupied by the Comanche before the 1860s. Uh, Okay, that makes sense. West Texas. So that was the original title of the movie. Comancheria. Yeah, that's that's not like diarrhea though. Yeah, there's like a comparison. I've got comancheria. Lord <laughs> of the Plains. Oh. <laughs> you have Alberto uh, comparing the situation in in their towns to like uh, the Comanches, mm-hmm. and then you have Tanner comparing himself to the Comanches. It's a weird comparison. I don't know. I don't fully buy it, and I think it's strange to have him be like, "I'm the if." What does that make me? Well, a it, Comanche. You know, I don't know. It's a little well, weird. Well, do you know what Comanche means? Is what what the guy that he's calling chief, enemy yeah. to all, or something? Enemy, enemy to all, yeah. enemy of all, something like that. Um, and you know what that enemy means to me. everyone. I'm, I'm an enemy to everyone too. You know, he's kind of like. <clears throat> I mean, I get what he's saying. It's a weird thing to include. It's a little bit of appropriation, I think, to me. It just kind of seemed like Taylor Sheridan was- I'm a white guy from Texas and I'm a Comanche. Yeah. It seems like a theme that wasn't as prevalent in the movie, so it feels weird. Yeah. To still be included. That's why why I'm kind of talking about how Taylor Sheridan seems to really want to talk about this, because he seems to want to be like, hey, like- you know, we're not so unalike. I don't know what. I don't know why what he's trying to say. I don't know. I, think, why, I don't know I, what he's trying I don't, to say. I don't, yeah. get, I don't get that. Like we're not so. We're not so. You. We're. We're. We're alike. I don't get that at all. It, it's completely at a separation standpoint, especially in Red River. It's. Well, in this movie, I'm. I'm like, talking unless about you're, unless you're just comparing the Indians and um, Jeremy Renner's character. Because he was he was connected to, the well, not when River. I'm like Alberto but, mentions but the this. comparison, and and Tanner explicitly makes the comparison. Yeah, but this is very. Um, I don't. I don't want to say it's divisive, but it seems like it's divided to me. It's not. There's no unity. Um, like just saying that you're a Comanche doesn't make you honor their um their way of life or their land or you know it 
it feels like it's disconnected. Yeah. It's not connected like Wind River is. Yeah. 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 Because if I was to watch this movie on its own, that's what I would think the message is trying to say. is trying to like say these people who are downtrodden here are not so unalike to the Comanche. Right. And it's a weird thing to include. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it. You can feel no one... bad for the people that have, are victims of the banks and, and that whole system and not make an association to the atrocities committed to Native Americans. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can still you can feel bad for both without the, comparing them. The bank is really not giving you blankets covered in smallpox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, I'm taking your house, but here's a blanket. <coughs> yeah. The reverse mortgage is the The reverse mortgage thing is, is fucking devious. Is devious. Um but but Tanner's like calling him chief call at the poker table. Yeah. And it's like okay because of the oh like what it's command because i am a command yeah, yeah. It's, it's like he doesn't get any the guy's just like ah oh, cool yeah that, and he walks away or whatever <laughs> what i don't think helps is that character is credited as bear the guy at the poker table? the guy at the poker table he's that's what, what? he's credited as bear <laughs> at least he was wearing clothes <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's because I think I think it's really well handled in Wind River. I think it's really well written in Wind River. Yeah, about like the how uh, the U.S. has affected them and how that relationship still exists and is still strenuous. And in this, it's just weird. I don't. Know. Yeah, um, but in terms of like describing the struggles of the people here, I really did like the scene with the with the burning uh, fields and them having to push the cattle out to river. Um, and just the, the blatant expression of they're, they're on their own. Like the, they're yeah. handling all this stuff and they're way too far out for anyone and to care. And what the guy says about his kids. And yeah, um, it's, it's really, I kind of, I kind of like that because mm-hmm. it's true. It's true. You're in the middle of fucking nowhere. Who's going to, a fire truck's going to come <laughs> save you? No, you got to deal with the shit you're given. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, or it is all about the passing, the passing of time, and that nothing has like improved for them there. Like it's just, uh, they're still doing the same old thing with no. And new... then, the, the, well, the guy says, "Why would my kids want to fucking do this? Yeah. I'm, I'm doing this in twenty. I I something. understand why my kids don't want to follow in my footsteps, and it's the dying. It's kind of the dying of a uh, uh, a way of life in in some aspects. Yeah. Um, the dying of all those small towns um, full of people that are dying off and everyone moves somewhere else that's that's a bigger city or, you know, there's no way to, to make a living, you know. Even Jenny Ann, you know, $200 is half her mortgage and she's going to use it to put a roof over her daughter's head. Um, Man, what a what a $400 mortgage must be like, (laughs) but, but, but also, but also how much is she making on a daily basis as well? So, so if she's making probably a dollar 80, $3 on that bill that she gives them, because it was $18 or something like that. Yeah. $3, $3 divided by $400 or 400 divided by three is a lot of fucking 
meals to serve in an empty town. How is she getting by? And, and, and I think, I think the dying of rural America is, um, can be equated to the death of native American culture and the rounding, rounding up of them and, and moving them and taking their land. I think, I think that's, I think that statement's pretty well played out. Yeah. I, I see that's what he's saying. I just don't, I don't, I don't buy into it. Yeah. I think there are some comparisons to make. And the, I think the, and there are some interesting things that are being said, but it's just, uh, a, it's a weird thing to, it, it's not, it's not on the nose enough. It's not, it's not described enough or, or equated enough with each other. There's not connective tissue there, yeah. but you can put it, kind of put it together. Mm. Speaking of a scene that for me had no connective tissue, but maybe you guys saw something else. Fucking Taylor Sheridan taking his cattle across the road after the field is burning. Mm-hmm. It just seems like a cameo for him. Oh yeah, probably. Is. Wait, who was he? Was he the one that talked? The guy to who the talks, one that talks. That's oh, talks about his kids. Not yeah. Oh. Um, he just wanted to be on a horse. Did he just want to show his cattle and be on the horse in the movie? Wait, you're saying that scene? You're saying that scene? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's in the script. Is it in the script? Well, we were just talking about how we liked that scene. It, uh, I I don't like that scene. I I don't think that scene. I think he makes a good point. I think, I I think that that rancher does make a good point. Yeah. That, you know, I'm doing this. Look, look, I'm, I'm taking these cattle away from this burning, burning shit headed towards us and driving them to the river. So hopefully the fire doesn't jump the river after yeah. we get them across it to protect my cattle. My kids aren't going to fucking do this. I'm stuck. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing this. This is, this is my life. I, I think that's, I just don't like kind it. Of the only that life theme that they could isn't do. prevalent enough. Like you said, yeah. it's not, yeah, it's, Kind of there, kind of not. The and... connective tissue is not really, really there. You kind of have to put things together. Yeah. yeah. Puzzle pieces. It, it, it works in like what I know the intention is, but not how I thought of it there's, in my first watch. There's also a scene after that um, in the script where they drive further down. They, they wait for the cattle to go past, and then they drive further down the road, and animals are like crossing the road now. Yeah. Rabbits and deer and coyotes and like everything is running from the fire. And then a cougar jumps in front of them and, and they stop and the cougar looks at them and then turns to go towards the fire and then turns and runs, runs the other way. And both of them say, I've never seen that before. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's one of those, it's one of those scenes where there's, there's a connection, um, between Marcus and Alberto where both of them are seeing something that's happening and both of them have the same reaction to it that's missing everywhere else. Yeah. So, so it was, it was nice to read that. And that's kind of the connection between them that I wanted in, in the rest of the film in the actual film, but that got cut. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Overall, I think that, that, that scene for me builds up on, the situation that all of these people are in in these towns and how they are on their own. They're in a different world than everyone else is in the U S and that it, it's just rough. It's brutal and it's, and it's unforgiving. And, and 
that I liked. I, I feel that throughout the movie, and that that built it up. That's like that tone that I that I really like, like from this movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so personally, I really, I really, really like that scene. And what makes it even more so is the way the banks are just taking everything over. The right. cattle represent uh, the people, and the the um, the the ranchers represent the banks, and the river represents reverse mortgages, and the fire <laughs> represents loss of innocence. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, any last thoughts before we move on to quotes? <laughs> um, I think. I think Tanner is pretty underestimated because he he kind of plans for Toby to get away. Yeah. He plans Toby's escape without Toby even knowing it. Yeah. Um because of his idea to go to post in the first place. Yeah. Um I think uh I think it's I think Tanner Tanner has more brains than he's given credit for. Yeah. And he's if, rash but not dumb. If Tanner was with Toby in the car whenever they hit that police checkpoint, they would have been busted right away. Oh yeah, because Tanner would have just given it all away. Yeah, especially if they would have got Tanner's ID. If Tanner was known bank robber and they were looking for bank robberies, yeah, they would have they would have checked the car. They would have pulled everything over. Yeah, in the script, Toby doesn't get shot. Oh, oh really? doesn't he? Doesn't get shot. I like that he gets shot. Mm-hmm. It yeah. adds a good bit of tension. Yeah, it makes like that it. scene have more tension than it would have it had yeah. he not. Because there's blood on his hand. There's blood on his right hand when yeah. he pulls out his, but he hands it with his his left hand so he doesn't see it. He doesn't see the blood. Yeah. He's like fucking bleeding to death. <laughs> and, he, and he plays it so, so cool. You know, he just sits there. He's calm. He's panicking inside. You can see it in his eyes, but they don't, they don't catch on. Yeah. And his piercing, uh, blue eyes, blue Ski mask eyes. <laughs> His blue fuck me eyes. Yeah, because with Tanner behind it, it's like, I don't know who that is. Yeah. But with with, with uh, Toby behind it, I know yeah, that's you Chris Pine. Exactly. You're like, that's Toby. <laughs> that's, that's, that's Toby. He's so handsome. Okay, let's move on to quotes. You guys ready? Uh, I think I'm ready. Yeah. Um, I'll start us off. Um, <laughs> um I have a couple, but I'll start with, I'll just give this one. I really laughed at this where they're in the car and they just hear that they went and robbed posts. So this is Marcus and um, Alberto in the car and Marcus yells, let's get some giddy up music going on there. (laughs) And and then Alberto turns on the radio and it's this Christian rock song just saying, Jesus Christ died for my (laughs) sins for the love of God. (laughs) That's such a great scene. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Marcus says, not that, not that shit or whatever he says. Because like in the night before they were talking about that televangelist yeah. and, and yeah. how really my quote, don't ruin it. Okay, I won't say yeah. it. You yeah, yeah. my other one already. <laughs> Motherfucker. I mean, this is a movie podcast, man. We talk about stuff. Shit. You could use quotes we mention in the podcast. Shit. It's not no the one same. Wants to it's hear, not the same. No one like, wants to hear anything fucking twice. We repeat things for 30 minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, go and ahead. Es- especially our stupid podcast last week. Yeah, we repeated it for two hours. <laughs> um, so Marcus is in the room talking about the ev- evangelical preacher on TV. And he says, this son of a bitch, he don't know. If, he wouldn't know God if he crawled up his pant leg and bit him on the pecker. <laughs> <laughs> 
The way he uh, his his like the way he talks is makes it so much better too. Yeah, it's just you brought up what he's rough, he's rough and gruff, and he's he's like I don't know, I can't do his voice. It's kind of I can't yeah. rough and raspy, but it has a kind of he would sound no. to it. There's like a like kind of a sing songiness to yeah. the way he speaks. Yeah, while still having that gruff. Yeah, yeah. What about yours, Jose? Uh, mine is when they're robbing, I think it's the second bank. And the old man says, you fellas robbing the banks? And Tanner says, what's it look like, old man? But you ain't Mexicans, is what the old man <laughs> says. <laughs> well, the, he said, like, that's crazy. You're not <laughs> even Mexican. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Y'all ain't even Mexicans. <laughs> 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 what like, this like the second scene we see <laughs> it's, it's that uh why what mexicans rob banks i was like scratching my head like i can't even figure that one out that like are you just texas blaming <laughs> are you just blaming mexicans because you're texas 100 they have to blame the illegals <laughs> come across the border yep shit um i have a second quote it's when tanner is um having sex in the hotel room where uh, Toby's just kind of like chilling on the other bed. Uh, and you can hear Tanner saying, Oh, heavens bales. Oh, heaven bales. Look at those titties. Are you shitting me? <laughs> <laughs> it's just in the background. <laughs> that's the, that's the lady that checked him in. I assumed it that's, was. Yeah. yeah. the registration lady. Yeah. I, I actually, I mean, I, I don't want to give a third, but I want it's, to give a third. It's a little more vulgar in the, in the script. Oh, because I like it in the movie. I really yeah. like that line yeah. where she's like, oh boy, you are trouble. And he says, oh, the worst kind, darling. In your last days in the nursing home, you'll think of me and giggle. giggle. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great yeah, that makes line. him. That makes him charming. <laughs> yeah. That makes him really charming. It detracts <laughs> from the fact that he's a shit. Yeah. Yeah. Because his little like, oh, he, he like does his hair a bit and he turns back around. It's charming. He's, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. He's being really charming. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can tell he gets a lot of tell. Oh yeah, yeah. Tanner. Tanner knows. Tanner. Tanner knows, knows what a lady like. Yeah. Toby, on the other hand, likes him mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, I'm ready for my meme reviews. Um, this one might sound weird, but I give this one sucked D out of one eaten A. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Suck a D. <laughs> Eat an A. <laughs> That's great. What about yours, Brandon? Um, I'm giving this movie four pump jacks out of four. Ooh. Yeah. Are there four in his? In his yeah, movie? there's four. Chevron. They got the pump jacks. Pump jacks. I'll give this movie zero out of one Dr. Peppers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good one. Mr. Pibb. What does it say? Only assholes drink Mr. Pibb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he says, drink up. <laughs> yeah, that's a good that's a good brother brother part. Yeah. If if I wanted a Dr. Pepper and somebody brought me a Mr. Pibb, I'd throw that shit right up. <laughs> from window. a gas station? Yeah, from a gas station. And if it was my Mr. brother, I'd hit him with it first yeah. before I threw it out the fucking window. Yeah. What about your real review, Jose? We'll start with you. Uh, I'll give this a seven out of ten. I think it has a lot of things that I like 
especially Toby and Tanner's relationship, their dynamic, how Tanner, how that's acted. Even Chris Pine, I, I like. He, he does a good job in the movie. But Tanner's the standout for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I It really loses me with the with the Marcus and Alberto relationship. I, I, I just don't, I don't know. I, I don't like it. I don't, I think it needs more. It needs more of that connective tissue that we've been talking about. And the final conversation is just like, Oh, this, we go our own ways. And I, I don't know. There, it seems it sounds like there's some stuff in the script that was maybe cut out that I needed for this movie for me to enjoy this movie more. Um, it shot well. I think the cinematography is good. I like a lot of the long, the, like the the landscape <laughs> shots of of just Texas to just show how barren and dry it feels, and it establishes location its location really well. I love how the people of Texas are like feel like its own character in this movie. I I think it's just not a movie for me, and I'll stick with like my my original thing. It's it's fine, but not nothing special for me. So seven out of ten. Mm-hmm. Brandon, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed this movie. Um. Which is, it doesn't feel to me like it's an hour and forty-two minutes or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. It went it went by really fast. I think the action is written and acted really, um, really well. Um, I give it a ten out of ten, um, because I enjoyed it so much. Even though I've I've dumped on it a little bit here, those are those are. I mean, things I say about most fucking movies anyways. Um, but, but I think it's worth a watch. I really, I will watch it again. Um, and I don't know. I just, uh, I kind of connected with it. I felt, I felt the brotherly love in it. I didn't feel it with, with Marcus and Alberto at at all. I wish, I wish that would have changed. I mean, it would, it would be a 10 out of 10 for me, but we have what we have on film and, um, yeah, I just thoroughly enjoyed it. Awesome. Um, I give this movie a nine out of 10. Um, I think, um, that brother relationship is so strong and so interesting, like throughout, um, and every time I watch, I see more in Tanner, I see more in Toby and I see more how they interact. And I just think it's so, so good. And and that tone throughout the whole movie, um, love that, like that kind of sadness, loneliness, um, abandoned feel that this, these towns are in and everything is it, just, it's a really good tone throughout the whole thing. The music just builds up on all of that. And yeah, I really appreciate that. And I appreciate the message that the message that it's talking about these towns just being completely railed by these, these banks and being taken advantage of. Um, and there's nothing really they can do about it unless they rob them. Um, but yeah, I, and, and this being like a Taylor Sheridan written movie, I feel like if you were to tell me he directed this one, I'd probably believe you. 
Like between this and Wind River, like there's some differences, but it feels like a Taylor Sheridan movie. Yeah. Um, it's like to the point where I'm like talking about it as a Taylor Sheridan movie, but it's not. Uh, it's probably because of he's a control freak. Like a control freak, even from the script. Like it's very specific. Yeah. Um, so I, I can see that. And uh, yeah, I just, I just think um, this movie to me is stronger throughout as like uh, just the feeling that I get um, throughout the entire thing that I just, I can sit and look at the landscape because there's a lot of like very slower shots, a lot of standing shots of just watching a car drive across the the frame or just walk, look at the clouds or look at someone just sitting on a porch. Um, and it really just establishes that feeling really, really well. Um, why it's not a 10, it's just, there's something that doesn't have, I, I can't explain it, but um, I think nine out of 10 is, a, is what I would give it. Yeah. I would probably give it a nine out of 10 if I didn't love Ben Foster in this movie, if yeah. I didn't love Tanner so much, um, I just think that he has so many layers to him. Um, and, and <coughs> that character is brought to life by Ben Foster and it's just, he's amazing. I don't know if I know him from anything else. He's been a lot yeah. of stuff. I probably have seen him then. Yeah. You've probably seen him. I want to look up his, his filmography and see. Yeah. Uh, all right, next movie. Next movie. Uh, let's see what we got. In what are we watching, door. Blake? Oh, so little movies left. All right, let's see. What do we got? What do we got? Gonna be something good. I know it. I can feel. All right, it. here we go. Next week we are watching Smokey and the Bandit. All right. All right. That's yours, right, Brandon? Smokey yeah. and the Bandit. Yeah. That's mine. You you know they're mine because they have the dates on them. That's true. <laughs> uh, wow. Never seen Smokey and the Bandit. You've never seen it. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> but I've heard the name everywhere. It's yeah. like a name that I just, that I feel like is household. It's, yeah, it's a household classic yeah. that I've never seen. You've never seen it no. either? Okay. Is it about a bandit? So I, I thought about... And the bear? I thought thought about substituting this movie with something else <laughs> mm-hmm. um but then uh either late last year or early this year i went to the movies and they were playing it um as movies like play old fuck uh, theaters play old fucking movies all the time um but they were they were playing this so i thought no nah, you know what i'm gonna keep it in um i didn't know that you guys hadn't seen it or anything. So this is a, um, an early, I think it's 77. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, um, Burt Reynolds and Sally field working together. Love that. Um, and it's, it's, they play off each other. I think they have really, really good chemistry with each other. Um, it's silly. It's funny. Um, it all has also has Jackie Gleason in it as the the sheriff that's that's following. I think he's the sheriff that's following them. It's set in the South again. We got the South again. Um, and I think uh, I think it starts out in Texas and they're chasing them from Texas. And it's following bandits. It's following Smokey. Smokey is driving the truck. No, Smokey is it. Smokey is the police officer and bandit is burnt Reynolds. Okay. So they're talking on the radios. That's their, their handles. Oh, the, okay. The, so the bandit the, isn't really a bandit. 
Uh, well, kind of. They're they're bringing bootleg beer in. Okay. To, to a place. Yeah. Awesome. So. Yeah, it's it's a fun it's a fun uh, on the road movie. It's a fun road movie. Cool. Yeah, and it's right. cute. It has little cute stuff in it. I love on and the road. It, it has really nice. good quotes in it. Really good quotes in it. I love. I I feel like the quotes from the older movies that you show are just like written so much more sharper. I don't know. Like there's good yeah. writing, but they just feel different. Well, the, because it's a comedy. Yeah. It's it's a comedy. It has it has more quotable like shit you're gonna laugh at. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I love road uh road trip movies. Yeah. It's kind of a road trip movie. Yeah, it's a road trip movie. Fuck yeah. I'm excited. Okay. Yeah. Well, I bet this movie, these farmers wish they had Smokey with them so they could get rid of them forest <laughs> fires. They're, they're, um, they're filled with Smokey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they need the bear out there. Um, no, there's not Smokey in the bear. Smokey well, and the Bandit. Smokey the Bear. Smokey the Bear. To Smokey. get the fires away <laughs> from the bandits uh, robbing the towns. <laughs> so uh, thank I, you, Smokey I, the Bear, for keeping us from giving firing. Up on you. <laughs> <laughs> Texas. <laughs> um, just <laughs> <laughs>